We're so glad that you're here. And uh, man, what a great day. As I kind of led you uh, into, I'm going to be talking about spiritual warfare, spiritual battle. Can I give you some insight? Whenever you're going to preach on spiritual warfare, Brother Martin, you guess what you're going to have the week while you're trying to get it ready? Spiritual warfare, amen. Uh, if you're going to speak on spiritual warfare and spiritual battle, you might as well get ready for the devil to show up because he don't want you telling people about that. The main trick and the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Now you, you can get most people, uh, except hardcore atheists, I guess you'd say, most people will say, well, there is a God. Even if they're not living for him, even if they're not giving their life to him, most people will say, well, I believe there's some kind of a God, amen. But you can't get very many people, in fact, you can't get a lot of Christians to admit that there really is a real God named the devil, Satan, all right? Now, can I tell you this? If you want to really believe your Bible, uh, you need to, you need to uh, believe that there is uh, God, but there is also Satan, you need to believe that there are angels, but you need to also believe that there are demons. If you're not going to believe all of it, take the Bible and just chunk it in the trash. Amen. We either got to believe all of it or none of it. All right. So I'm telling you, the devil wants to fly under the radar, though, doesn't he? The devil does not want you to recognize that you're in a battle with him. Because most of the time, the reason we don't win the battles is because we just go through life as if Satan's not attacking us. We just go through life as if Satan is not real and that he doesn't have anything to do. In fact, a lot of comedians have made light of it. I don't know if you remember, I'm aging myself here, but there was a guy, there was a comedian named Flip Wilson, and he, he played this character named Geraldine. And Geraldine's famous line was, anybody remember it? The devil made me do it, amen? Geraldine did everything wrong and made all the wrong decisions, and her excuse always was, well, the devil made me do it, amen? And uh, we get to where we just kind of make light of that and make fun of that, and I'm not here to proclaim to you that the devil makes you do everything. In fact, I can say this, the devil can't make you do anything. He cannot make you do Can you say amen to that? The devil can tempt you. The devil can put a lot of stuff in front of you and in front of your path. The devil can uh, put a lot of temptations in front of you, but the devil can't make you do anything. Amen. And so we're going to talk today just about spiritual warfare. There is a spiritual battle going on, I believe, even in this room right now. If we could see with spirit eyes like the Lord does, I believe we could see angels camped around this building, but I believe we could also see demons trying to infiltrate and distract and put your mind on other things. And I believe they are at battle all around us. We just can't see them with our eyes. In as much as there is a real physical realm, there is a real spiritual realm. Amen. And the Lord says that he is doing battle for us. I want to tell you one thing. One of the best things you can do is every morning when you get up before your feet hit the floor, say, Lord, I am going to battle today. And God, I don't have the strength by myself, Lord. I need you to go before me, and I need you to fight my battles for me this morning. Amen? That's one of the greatest prayers you can pray. And pray that before you even get out of the bed. Amen? Because I'm here to tell you, when your feet hit the floor, the devil is ready to fight. The devil, he don't need no sleep. He don't need all that stuff you need. And so the devil, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, he is ready to go to battle. The problem with most of us is we, we are anything but ready to go to battle when we, our feet hit the floor in the morning. So I want to guarantee you, from the minute that you get up, understand that you are in a battle. And I don't want you to make light of it. You're in a battle for your life. What do we 
quote all the time around here, John 10, 10, for the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I, we don't need to make light of that. The devil would like nothing more than for you to be dead, dead and gone, all right? So we're, we're literally talking about life and death here, okay? The devil wants you dead. The devil wants you out of the way. And, uh, you know, uh, the greatest thing, compliment that you and I could get is if when our feet hit the floor in the morning, the devil says, oh, Lord, he's up. He's up. Let's go. It's, time. it's on now. Amen. That would be the greatest compliment we could have. The devil should tremble when we get out of the bed because we are a praying, salvation, God-making uh, God machine. Amen. And we are full of the Holy Ghost. And uh, is it because Mark Trammell gets out of the bed that the devils tremble? No. But you know what Mark Trammell is? Mark Trammell is full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Full of the Spirit of God. And that's why the devil should tremble. Amen. All right, let's look at our first scripture. It's from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And we've all heard this verse, but I want you to pay attention to some words in there that maybe you've never paid attention to. The first word is wrestle, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, how many of you in here, I don't want to say wrestling in Texas, it's wrestling. Amen. How many of you uh, used to be into wrestling? Maybe you're still into wrestling, amen? Y'all remember, and now I'm going old school here, the Von Erics, amen, and uh, the Claw, the Claw, yeah. Uh, you know, wrestling, man, back in the day when I was a kid, I remember going to my grandparents' house. And my grandparents, who were these meek, mild, little, quiet people, they'd be up out of that chair screaming and yelling at the TV when wrestling came on, amen? I mean, they got into that wrestling, all right? So this is the word that the scripture uses. And I believe that the words are very important. There is no mistake in God's word. God used exactly the word that he meant. For we do not, and I'll, I'll just say it like wrestle. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, amen, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, Wrestle was the first word. I want you to think about principalities and powers. That means the devil, that's giving a lot of credit to the devil. He does have a lot of power. Now, his power is below the power of God, but don't you take him lightly. The devil has a lot of power. And if you go to battle against the devil on your own, there were some disciples tried that, remember? There were some disciples of Christ that tried to go up against the devil and some demons on their own without the power of God. And uh, just to put it mildly, uh, they got whooped. Amen. Uh, we're going to use wrestling and whoop this morning. All right. They got a whooping. All right. So they got a whooping because they tried to do it in their own power and not the power of God. Again, you and I don't have any power or, and this is a word that's going to come up later in the sermon. We don't have any authority. You and I by ourselves we don't have any authority, but because you have the name of Christ and you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, now you have authority, all right? Okay, so principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, I use this verse to say this. A lot of people think that when you walk in those doors because this is a holy place, you are... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Immune. You are immune from the devil. Can I tell you the devil's right here in this room and his demons are right here in this room? Just as much. This is what this is saying. These demons 
Now, we can command them to leave. In fact, let's just do that right now. Any spirit that is in this room that is not of God, any spirit in this room that is of Satan that is not of God, I command you in the name of Jesus, leave this room right now. Now they have to leave. Now they have to leave. Amen? But I'm here to tell you, don't you think because you go in the doors of a church or because you go to a Bible study that the devil can't get in there or his demons can't get in there. There are spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places all the time. Why do they reside here? Because this is what they don't like the most. This is one of the biggest battles they have is they don't want you hearing this. They don't want you hearing the truth of the Word of God. They don't want you to get saved. They don't want you to get your life right. They don't want you to turn some things around in your life. They want you to be deaf. Amen? And so the way that they do that is they're going to come in. They're going to try to distract your mind. They're going to try to get you to think about other things. Or they're going to put you to where uh, there's going to make all kinds of things happen. I have been in services, and I've seen the devil shut sound systems down. I've seen the devil make people get physically sick in the middle of preaching, in the middle of worship. I've seen all sorts of things. You ever notice when we break a guitar string? Why don't that ever happen in rehearsal? Never happens in rehearsal. You ever, you ever think about that? You ever think about why the batteries don't get, go dead in the microphones during the rehearsal? Why does everything seem to happen in the middle of when you're trying to do something for God? It's because there are spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There is a battle going on, and we need to understand. The more that we understand this, the more we're prepared to fight the battle every single day. When you get up every day, listen, if, if you were in the Vietnam War, when you got up every morning, if you woke up at a foxhole, do you think there was any question when you woke up you were in a war? No, when you, if you were in the Vietnam War and you woke up in a foxhole with an M16 strapped to you, you knew, I just woke up and I'm in a war. And you were prepared, the minute you stuck your head out of that foxhole, you better know and you better be ready that I am in a war right now. And somebody's on the other side trying to kill me. All right? We need to go into spiritual battle every single day with the enemy, with Satan and his demons, understanding when my eyes pop open, I'm in a war. I'm in a war right now, all right? All right. What is a demon? Anybody know what a demon is? Now, again, we love angels. Can somebody get me some water, a bottle of water? Thank you. Um, a demon is a fallen angel. Now, my, I know a lot of people, and I know some of you ladies are probably into this. You're into the, the little ceramic angels and the little cute angels and all that. You know, and it's sweet, and they, they have the little, you know, the little ceramics and they're they're all in a you know in a prayerful attitude and everything um does anybody here collect ceramic demons <laughs> probably not amen in fact most people most christians that makes them nervous and we just kind of want to again kind of push when we start talking about satan and demons ooh, 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 that that just i'm sorry brother mark that makes me uncomfortable well it should make you uncomfortable but you should not be ignoring it we should be very aware of Satan and his demons, all right? And the reality of it is uh, most of us will recognize angels, but we don't put very much thought into demons. Demons are simply fallen angels. Give you the background a little bit if you hadn't heard it. It's in Isaiah chapter 14. If you've never read Isaiah chapter 14, go back and read it. And it is the account of a beautiful angel named Lucifer. Now, ironically, and I used to get made fun of for this because I used to be 
I've spent most of my years in ministries as a worship leader. Guess what Lucifer's job in heaven was? Worship leader. And uh, Brother Mike always said, I told you, you got to watch them worship leaders, amen? They're full of the devil, amen? No, that's what Lucifer's job was. And it said that literally Lucifer's body was made out of musical instruments. And literally the most beautiful music you've ever heard would come out of Lucifer's body. And he was... He was the most, one of the most beautiful angels in heaven and one of the most, you know, just, again, beautiful music coming out of him. But what did Lucifer, what was Lucifer's downfall, just like many of our downfall? Lucifer got a little full of himself. Lucifer thought more of himself and thought more highly of himself than he ought to. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with taking a little pride in what you got. Amen? You can't stand up here and be a preacher, and talk in front of people, and talk professionally for a living, and there not be a little bit of ego involved. But you better keep it in check. I will say this to all the preachers, all the teachers, amen. Always keep your pride in check, amen. Because uh, pride comes before a what? A fall, amen. And so this is what happened with Lucifer. He saw all the attention that God got, and he didn't like it. He's, he looked at himself. He looked in the mirror and said... <laughs> Look at me, beautiful music pours out of my body. I'm one of the greatest worship leaders that, that will ever be known. And he got to thinking, I will be like God. He wanted to put himself on equal standing with God, all right? And again, you can go to Isaiah 14 and read about it. Uh, and so as a result of that, God cast out of heaven uh, one-third of all of the angels. All right, in the same way, so one-third of the angels in heaven became demons. There is one devil, but there are many demons. Um, what an angel is to God, a demon is to the devil. Angels carry out the work of God. Demons carry out the work of who? The devil. All right, so you need to understand. There is one devil, but there are many demons. Now, again, a lot of people get nervous in church as Christians when we talk about demons but it's very real and we need to understand all a demon is is a fallen angel and his job is to do the work of satan in your life all right so i'm going to give you two biggest mistakes with demons that we make all right the two biggest mistakes uh with demons that we make number one we overemphasize demonic influence what do you mean by that i already quoted geraldine the devil made me do it sometimes we want to tell everything, well, the devil made me do it. The devil. Now, can I tell you this, and I'm, I'm going to say this as gently as I can. The devil doesn't make you do everything. Uh, some of you, you're just lazy. Oh, now, Brother Mark, you're getting a little personal there, amen? Uh, some of you, the devil didn't make you do nothing. You're just selfish. Ooh. Some of you. The devil didn't make you do anything. You're just too apathetic to get up off your tail and do something. Some of you, the devil didn't make you do it. You're just too busy for God, and you ain't got time for him. Amen? So it's real easy for us to just say, well, the devil made me do it. You know, I didn't go to church because the devil made me do it. No. Uh, you know, and I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here because you're here and they're not. Amen. But some of them sat at home this morning and said, well, you know, the, the devil just uh, stopped me from going to church. No, no. Many of you just didn't want to get out of the bed. That bed felt too good. Amen. 
And many of us, like we've talked about, this pandemic and, and being able to do things online, it's awesome. But that's supposed to be for people who don't go to church and maybe it's a way for them to get the gospel don't go to church. Those of you that used to be in here as part of the body of Christ, some of you have just become lazy. You've said, oh, I can do church in my pajamas, drinking a cup of coffee, and my hair can be going 100 different directions, and I can be eating scrambled eggs while I'm doing it? I want that. Amen? But you're missing out. The, the Bible tells us, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Amen? It is a sin. So many of you, and again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but let me, let me appeal to some that are watching by video. Get back in church. Get back in church. You need to be a part of a body. We were not designed to do the Christian life alone. We were designed to need each other and to be there for each other. Amen? All right, I'll get off that soapbox, all right? Uh, so we overemphasize demonic influence, all right? But be understood. Sometimes you're just being lazy. Sometimes you're just being apathetic. Now, I was leading worship just a minute ago, and I looked down at William, and William is wearing a T-shirt that says, Stupid is as stupid does. Amen? And uh, I thought, that's probably a good sermon point for what I'm talking about today, amen? Because many of you, you're just being lazy, or maybe you're just being stupid, amen? Uh, why do we get ourselves in the positions we get? Our, sometimes we're just making bad decisions. We're making stupid decisions. Why are some of you in debt up to your eyeballs and you can't seem to catch up? Because you've made stupid decisions, stupid purchases, things you should not have bought that you could not afford. Amen. So sometimes we want to blame it on the devil. But guess what? You need to get your act together. Amen. Can you pray that the Lord would give you strength? Yes, you need to pray. But guess what? Sometimes you just need to do what God tells you to do. Sometimes you need to do the natural before you pray for the supernatural. Did everybody catch that? If you don't get any, anything else I say, that's a pretty good one right there. You need to do the natural before you pray for the supernatural. Oh, Lord, I need a better job. Go back to school. Amen. Go get a degree. Go get training in, in some, in some uh, uh, trade. All right. Uh, if you want to better yourself, you can't just say, God, I want you to better me and expect God to just lay it in your lap like a, like a silver platter. Sometimes to better yourself means I've got to quit being so lazy and I've got to go do something extra and do the extra mile to better myself. All right. So d learn to do the natural before you start praying to God for the supernatural. Now, God will help you. God will meet you halfway. But we sometimes forget, I need to do my part. God is calling me to do something to better myself. Amen? Uh, go back to school, learn a trade. Uh, if you want to be a better father, get some books on how to be a better father and read them. Uh, you know, whatever it is in life, we, can always, we never stop learning. I know many people that say, I want to be smarter, but I don't like to read. Amen? Well, guess what? You probably ain't going to get smarter if you don't pick up a book and read something. Amen? So we need to understand we should never, ever stop growing. Amen? Uh, if, if I want to learn something, I need to find somebody who does it well, and I need to say, would you let me follow you so that I can learn how to do it? Amen? There is always an action step that you and I need to take. All right? Now, the second mistake we make, we overemphasize the demonic influence. And the second one, can you guess it? We under emphasize demonic influence sometimes again we want to say uh well you know there ain't really a devil and uh it's all my own stuff 
Listen, more problems than you realize are caused by the influence of Satan and his demons. There's a lot of things that happen in your life that are a demonic influence. Do you suffer? And here's, here's some real trigger points right here for this day and age. Anybody here got anxiety? There is more anxiety. I guarantee you, if everybody in this room is being honest, probably everybody in this room has experienced anxiety to some point or another. There's more anxiety today. Anybody experience fear where you just sometimes you feel overwhelmed? Again, if everybody were being honest, probably everybody in this room at some point. To, le- to different degrees with everybody, but probably everybody has experienced to some degree. Have you ever experienced depression? Have you ever noticed... Have you noticed that more people are on antidepressant medication now than ever, ever before? Do you think these things are all a coincidence, or do you think there may be some spiritual influence in these things, that there may be some demonic influence in these things? I guarantee you there is. Demonic influence. You say, well, Brother Mark, I'm saved. You don't want to know what the difference between a saved person and a lost person is? You cannot be possessed by Satan or a demon. But you can still, you can be full of Christ, and you can be full of the Holy Spirit, but guess what? You can be oppressed. That means he cannot possess me from the inside, but the devil and his demons can get all over me and crawl all over me on the outside. They can oppress me all day long. Do you know where anxiety, fear, and depression comes from? Circumstances. Outer circumstances. Amen. And so the demons will throw all this stuff on you and it will weigh you down and it will weigh you down like a heavy, heavy, heavy weight to the point of desperation, to the point where some people say, I want to take my own life. Now, I don't want anybody to raise hands, but I can guarantee you in a crowd of this size, some of you have thought about taking your own life. It may not be recently. Maybe it was recently. Maybe some have thought it this week. But I'm here to tell you, you need to pray, and you need to pray that God would get that demon off of you. That's definitely a What, again, it's right there in Scripture. He wants to steal, kill, kill, destroy. And so the devil, where do you think a suicidal thought would come from? From God? No. No. And I can guarantee you, every spirit, there's only two sources. So if it ain't from God, guess where it's from? Mm Mm-hmm. So you need to understand, when we're talking about all this spiritual influence, and listen, I'm not one that says you ought to go watch all these ghost hunters and stuff and stuff, but you go and you talk about, and listen, a lot of that stuff they're dealing with, they're dealing with demonic influences. There is a spiritual realm, and you may say, well, I don't believe in all that stuff, but I can guarantee you, some of it is real. Now, maybe some of it's made up, but I'm here to tell you, there is a spiritual realm, but I'm here to tell you, if that spirit that they're dealing with, Uh, that they're calling a ghost or a spirit or whatever name they want to give it, if it's not of God, then there's only one other source it can be from. It is demonic. Amen? And you and I, we need to understand that. Don't look at that stuff and just laugh at it and dismiss it. You need to understand it is very, very real. Amen? All right. Um, So what do demons do? Let's let's do a little bit of study on demons here. All right? Uh, number one, demons tempt you to sin. The scripture is 2 Timothy uh, 2.26. says this, And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. All right? Demons will tempt you to sin. Now, again, the devil doesn't make you do everything. Uh, he can't make you do anything, but he can put a lot of temptations out there. Anybody in here been tempted today, this morning? 
right away, maybe two minutes ago. Amen. <laughs> it's constant, isn't it? The devil never lets up. You know that God never sleeps? Well, guess what? I know that Satan never sleeps. Because sometimes even in your sleep, the devil is placing temptations and thoughts in your mind. And he's always at work. He never relents. He never goes on vacation. He is always working to trip you up and to tempt you and to steal, kill, and destroy from you. All right? Um, The devil lies. Uh, Here's what he says. Here's how the devil lies to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You know, I, I know it seems a little, I know you can't afford it. I know it's wrong. I know it'll ruin your health. I know it'll kill you. But guess what? You deserve it. You just go ahead. Go ahead. You deserve it. What's another lie? Go ahead. Watch it. It's okay. Nobody else will know. Watch it. All you got to do is, you know how easy sin is these days? Click. One time. You know how easy sin is? Click. Go ahead. Nobody knows. Just watch it. Okay? What's the next one? Smoke it. Smoke it. Everybody's doing it. You know, it's, it's okay. Drink it. Shoot it. Take it. You won't get caught. Hey, it's no big deal. Everybody's doing it. Everybody is not doing it. You know who's doing it? The ones that are in bondage to it. The ones who have become a slave to it. You ever seen on Facebook those pictures that people take who got free of meth? And it shows one picture of the person when they were on meth and in the middle of it. And it shows them now cleaned up later and sober. It's amazing. There is a physical transformation. If there is that much of a physical transformation when somebody getting clean What do you think the spiritual transformation is when you clean up? Amen. Guess what? Everybody ain't doing it, and it's not all right. And here's another lie. You're not hurting anybody but yourself. That's a lie straight out of hell. Amen. If you're in sin, it affects everybody around you. Ask a family member. Ask a family member. It affects the entire family. And you think think nobody else notices And guess what? The entire family notices. It affects every single person. Every decision you make. Divorce? Oh, it won't affect my kids. Lie. Lie. Amen. Well, I can can watch porn. It won't affect my family or my kids. Lie. Lie. Well, I can just come home and drink and I can get drunk at night. I can still function on my job and I can, I can wait till 5 o'clock I can get home and then I can just drink and get drunk at night and all the kids go to bed and it won't affect me. Lie. Lie. Amen. Whatever you do, just fill in the blank. Amen. Alright. Number two, demons distract you from God's will. How can you prove that one, Mark? Right now. Some of you ain't even paying attention. One of you done clocked out and some of you are only thinking about, where am I fixing to go to lunch? What time does Luby's, uh, Luby's, boy, I'm dating myself there, ain't I, amen? What time does traditions close? I wonder what time they stop serving the buffet. Some of you, you're already, you're already checked out. You're already clocked out, amen? When you come in here, why is it you can't seem to get your mind to focus when the preaching's going on or the worship's going on? Because the, the devil does not want you to. He wants to distract you, all right? Why is it when I try to sit down and have my quiet time, the phone goes up and blows off. Amen? 
My cell phone just ding, 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 ding. My kids go nuts. The animals go nuts. The minute I try to sit down and have a quiet time with God, everything in the world happens. Do you think that's a coincidence? No, no. All right, the scripture on that one is 1 Timothy 4.1. He says, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. All right. He wants to distract you. He wants to, he will lead you into believing false doctrine. Amen. The devil can lead you into, this is why, again, you don't need to let me spoon feed you. If you're here for me to spiritually spoon feed you like a baby, that's a big mistake. I always tell you, don't take my word for it. Anything that's coming out of my mouth and preaching, you need to get the word of God out and you need to back it up. Amen. Study, what does the word say? Study to show yourself approved. When you get to heaven, it ain't going to be, well, my preacher, he didn't tell me that. Amen. And, you know, I think the response will be, well, didn't you have your own Bible? Well, my preacher didn't tell me that or my preacher didn't say that enough times. Listen, as far as that part goes, I'm going to be off the hook. Amen. Now, I will be on the hook for how I taught and how I preached and how I led. But I'm here to tell you, when you stand before God, you will be responsible for what you know and what you did. Amen. It is not my job to spoon feed you. My job, as according to the Bible, is to equip the saints. Amen. And then your job is to study to show yourself approved. All right. Um, let's see here. Here's what, here's what happens with demons. And these are pretty common today. Oh, you don't need to be saved. You don't even need to know Jesus. All roads lead to God. Is that a lie? All roads lead to God. It sounds good, though, doesn't it? Well, God loves everybody, doesn't he? So if God loves everybody, we're all going to heaven. That sounds real good. All roads lead to heaven. But guess what? It's not true. Again, if you're going to believe that crud, take your Bible and throw it in the trash. Amen? Because there is a gospel and there is no plan B. There is one plan A and there's no plan B to back it up. Amen? All doors do not lead to God. Well, you know what? I believe in a little bit of everything, Brother Mark. I've had people tell me this before. You know, I do a little bit of Buddha. I like some of Buddha's teachings. Then I like a little bit of that Hindu. I sprinkle a little Hindu in there. Amen. You know. And then, you know, I, I really like some of that, uh, that uh, uh, secularism and some of that humanism. You know, I, I kind of like to believe I'm my own God. You know, I'm in charge of my own destiny. And so I'm, I'm kind of my own God. All right. And I, I just like to put a little bit of sprinkle of everything in there, Brother Mark. It, you know, and it works for me. me. Me and God, we got an understanding. And as Brother Mike, you say, yeah, God's got an understanding, all right, but it ain't what you think it is, amen? You need to understand. You can believe lies all day long, but the truth is still the truth. You can believe a lie all day, but it doesn't stop it from being a lie, amen? The truth is the truth, and either the Word of God is the truth of the gospel or it is not. And if it is not, and you're going to believe everything, sprinkle everything in, again, take that Bible and throw it in the trash because it means nothing to you. All right? You need to understand. Number three, demons inflict suffering. Matthew 17, 15 through 18. Lord, have mercy on my son. You remember this story? For he's an epileptic and he suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him, remember? Now, again, let me stop right there. Why, did they, why could they not cure him? Whose authority were they trying to do it under? 
their own. Mm -hmm. So I brought him your disciples, but they could not cure him. All right, next verse. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. I don't have any power. Even the disciples themselves had no power in their own authority, only in the authority of Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. All right. Here's what I need you to understand. Demons may influence you with depression, suicidal thoughts, feelings of desperation. Here's what Satan will do. Everybody look at me in the eyeball. I want to read this list because this list is going to affect somebody. Satan wants to destroy your marriage. We'll look right over here at a married couple. Satan wants to destroy your marriage. Amen. Satan wants to ruin your testimony. How do you ruin your testimony? Just live for yourself. Just live a selfish life and just do everything for your flesh. And you will ruin your testimony. Guaranteed. All right? The devil wants to wreck your finances. Do you know that if you do not have your financial house in order, you're not honoring God? You are not honoring God. Don't let the devil wreck your finances. Live, live by your means and learn how to live by your means. That honors God so that you can be a generous person. I think all of us, the Bible clearly tells us to be a generous person. But you can't be a generous person if you put yourself in a position where you cannot be a generous person. All right? So that's how you honor God. All right? Uh, the enemy, boy, and I've heard a lot of this this week, last couple weeks. The enemy wants to crush your children. The enemy wants to lead your children away. And you need to do everything you can to be a spiritual influence. Now listen, they have a free will. You cannot change that fact. But guess what? You can do everything in your power to be that godly influence. Amen. And you need to pray, pray, pray. Do everything you can in the natural and then pray for the supernatural. Amen. My kids, many of you are in a position like me. My kids are grown. My kids are grown and out of the house. But guess what? They never stop being my kids, and I can never stop having an influence in their life. As long as I'm their father, as long as I'm breathing, I can try to have a positive godly influence in their life. Amen? Now, their choices, that's up to them. But guess what? I can still do my part. All right? Um, listen, can I encourage you today? You have miraculous authority over darkness in the name of Jesus if you're in Christ. Now, if you're not saved... You don't have authority in the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is not on you. So get saved today if you need to, all right? But I'm here to tell you, if you're a saved individual, you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, you have amazing and full authority in the name of Jesus, all right? Let me give you this last scripture, Matthew 10, 1. It says, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, listen, this, this ought to really make us sit free right here. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That's you. That's authority given to you because you're a Christian. Now, you know what happens? I get a lot of people come to me and say, Brother Mark, I need you to go pray for my brother or my sister or my nephew or my aunt. And I say, you know what? Sometimes I say this. I'm feeling bold enough. I say, I'll be more than happy to go pray for your son, your daughter, your aunt, your sister. But I can guarantee my prayer 
is not going to be any different than your prayer. I don't carry special powers. I don't carry magic Holy Spirit dust with me. You know, some people think preachers, I think, carry Holy Spirit dust in their pocket, you know, that they throw out when they pray on people. Well, Brother Mark, I need you to pray over maybe because that will have some real power. Guess what? No, the same spirit that lives in me, if you're a Christian, is the same spirit that lives in you. Amen. And there is authority given to you. This same authority given to these 12 disciples, that is the same authority given to you. Power over unclean spirits, cast them out, heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Listen, now sometimes it's not God's will to heal. This is a big mistake. Some people think that God wants to heal everybody. If that were true, none of us would ever die. And you've heard me say this before. Even Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead, eventually, poor guy, had to die again. That poor guy had to die twice. Amen? So guess what? Nobody's escaping death. Everybody has an appointment. The Bible talks about it. All right? So it's, not, it's definitely not God's will that everybody be healed every single time. There's a time to go home. There's a time that this life is over. Amen? So it's not healing all the time. But guess what? You have authority to pray and say, God, I know that you can heal me or heal my loved one, and you can do it in the name of Jesus. Now, can I say, always present that the authority is in the name of Jesus. Amen? Not yours, all right? Um, and I'm going to give you this, this deal, and then we'll be done. A police officer does not have the power to stop the car. You ever been driving, and you get those red and blue lights in your rearview mirror? That's not a good feeling, is it? Amen? Your stomach kind of drops. But I'm here to tell you, why do you pull over? If the policeman stepped out in front of your car and stopped it and you didn't stop, you could run him over. Amen? You don't stop because the policeman has the power to physically stop your car. You stop because the police officer has been given authority to stop your car. And you know if you don't stop, there's going to be a whole, it's going to be one of them convoys, OJ style, amen, right down the road, and there are going to be 12 of them behind you trying to stop you. So you, we need to understand, amen, that it's because the police officer has been given authority. They give him authority, and they give him a gun, they give him a badge, and now he is the police officer. And you stop. You may not agree with the police officer, but you better respect the authority, amen. And so that's exactly like what the Lord has given to us, all right? Do, do your part and trust the Lord to do his part. Let me give you these. If you're battling anxiety, then go to the doctor. You say, well, Brother Mark, I thought this was spiritual. I'm going to give you your part to do, and then there's another part. Battling anxiety, go to the doctor and say, I'm really battling anxiety. Lay your pride down. Lay your ego down and just say, you know what, doctor, I'm really struggling. And I'm, I'm struggling to get out of the bed every morning. Just be honest. Lay your pride down and say, I may need some help. I may need some medicinal help. I may need somebody to look deeper into this. And then after you go to the doctor, pray in the name of Jesus for healing. That's called doing the natural and then praying for the supernatural. Many, and I know many people that get caught up and they don't want to do the natural. They just want to pray for the supernatural. Well, you know what? The doctor gave me all these medications because uh, I'm bipolar. You know what? I believe the Lord has just freed me all that, and I'm just going to stop taking all my medication. I know that somebody did this. You know what happens to a bipolar person when they stop taking their medication? Off the chain, baby. They're bouncing off the walls. Amen? So it's there for a reason. God uses a lot of things to heal people. 
Sometimes God uses the nurses. Sometimes God uses the doctors. Sometimes God uses the surgeons. Can God just reach down with his hand and do it himself? Yes, without a doubt. But he doesn't always choose to do it that way, does he? Thank God that we have wonderful nurses and doctors and uh, surgeons. Amen? All right. Are you uh, suffering emotionally? Do you struggle with this depression and anxiety and fear we're talking about? Go to a counselor. Look me in the eyeball. Well, Brother Mark, I, I, you know, I don't, that's, I'm a Christian. I don't need counseling. Good God, you need counseling? I need counseling. I've gone to counselors most of my life. Amen? Everybody in this room needs somebody to be able to vent to sometimes. Everybody in this room needs godly counsel. Amen? And sometimes that may require you going to see uh, somebody that's got even deeper. You know, I can, I can counsel you up to a certain point, but I'm not, I didn't get my degree in that area, and I'm not a professional. And so there are, I have some good friends, though, and I'm more than happy to refer people to them. But listen, everybody in this room needs somebody to unburden themselves with. Counseling should not be a negative stigma in your life. Counseling should be something we all should seek. All right? So if you're battling anxiety and battling emotional suffering, uh, go to counseling and then pray for deliverance and ask the Lord to get rid of any demonic spirit that is on you. If you're battling suicidal thoughts, don't li- try to live with that. You need to tell somebody, and you need to get some help. If you wake up one day, several days, or any time, and the thought enters your mind, you know what, this world would be better without me. I just need to take myself out. You don't need to wait. You need to find some help. You need to find somebody and get you some help, all right? Do the natural and then pray for the supernatural. Say, Lord, I don't like, I I feel like I'm being oppressed by demons, and in the name of Jesus, I want these demons to leave me alone, all right? Do the natural, pray for the supernatural, all right? Maybe your child is rebelling. Maybe, uh, Maybe your child still lives at home and they're rebelling. Take their phone, punish them, be the parent, and then pray. Pray, Lord, get them, Lord, get them. Amen. Get them, Lord. In other words, do your part, you get them, and then ask the Lord to get them. Amen. And turn them around. All right. We need that. All right. Listen, I'm here to tell you, raising kids is hard, but you were not called to be your kid's friend. You were called to be your kid's parent, and that ain't always easy. Sometimes you've got to be the bad guy. Amen. Can I say this? I'll just throw this one in for free. Some of you are in situations where your family manipulates you and controls you. Stop it. You are only controlled and manipulated as to the amount you allow it to happen. Amen? Somebody needed to hear this this morning. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let people control you, manipulate you. Some people you need to say, you need to get out of my life. And it's just that simple. Well, that's awful harsh, Brother Mark. Yeah, it is. So was the cross. The cross was harsh. A lot of things in life are harsh. Amen. But sometimes you have to do things for your own health. Amen. All right. Say this with me. We're going to end this way. Just have everybody stand. Julie, you'll come. Because everybody in this room is dealing with something. So I want you to say this with me. I put it on screen so you don't mess it up. All right. Say, I take authority over this darkness. In the name of Jesus. Now, it's, it's different for everybody in this room. Everybody's dealing with different stuff. So I want you to think of what that, 
what you're dealing with. What's your darkness, all right? And I want you to think about that as you say this. Let's say it one more time. I take authority over this darkness in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that somebody would come to the altar and get things right. I pray if somebody's not saved, that they would come to know you as their Savior today. Lord, we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Julie's going to play just a little bit. The altar's open. I'll be right here. Brother uh, Martin will be over here. And uh, you come if you need to, all right? come and pray, if you need to come and join the church, whatever you need to do today. of you know that you have authority over every bad thing in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's been great being with you today. Uh, if you're visiting, don't forget to put your visitor's card in the offering basket. Brother Gary's got there at the door, and uh, he has the offering. If you have an offering to give, you can give that in the basket there. Father, we love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for every decision that was made. Thank you that we have authority over the darkness in our life by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday.